to Rick Radio Community News Desk, episode 19. I'm Jennifer Gannon. Later in the programme, Louise Whelan of News 4, our local newspaper, will be talking with Keith O'Brien and Charlie Bowden about the up-and-coming Ringsend Festival of Football. But first, I spoke with our own Dylan Clayton and Dave Donnelly about growing vegetables here in the community centre garden at the back of the centre. And Hiya, Jen. Hiya, Jen. We're here to talk about our gorgeous community garden, which is out the back of the community centre. And there is a lot of activity going on at the moment there right now. Yep, yep, um, absolutely. It's uh, June, late June, and uh, everything is grown. Everything. Um, what's, what? what's everything? <laughs> everything. Well, we were doing well with the tomatoes this year. Last year we weren't too good with the tomatoes as... Uh, I don't think the 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 soil was too good in the polytunnel, so we changed it around this year, and I think we're doing much much better this year. Yeah, uh, and we also have added into the tomato into the polytunnel over the winter. We set up um, our own rainfall collection. So what is a did you say a polytunnel? Polytunnel. Now what's that? It's a big plastic greenhouse, basically. Okay. That's the. It's a it's it's in a dome shape. Um, and it's like uh, plastic. It's plastic, yeah. It's just a, it's like a greenhouse, just a dome shaped greenhouse. It's a big uh, thing you walk in. Amazing. So for heat, so you need heat. Like for the likes of tomatoes or chilies and stuff like that, it's it's better to have a greenhouse to okay. actually grow out. Some of the varieties of tomato you can grow outside, but some varieties do well in a greenhouse just to keep them warm at night time and stuff like so that. So I have like a a theory that. Uh, that from last year, I didn't really enjoy the tomatoes we grew in the polytunnel because we only fed them. The wa- the main source of water we gave them was uh, from the tap. Okay. So this year I was pushed, I knew since Dave into setting up this with me that we we uh, put, we lay some hoses, we laid some hoses down in under the ground, under the soil in the polytunnel and put holes in the hoses and set up two big water rainwater collection barrels over oh. in the corner. So along with we still there's been very little rain now in May and June. Mm. Um so we've had to be using the uh the the tap anyway. You're the only person I know that will come in every day and be like, Well, I'm raging that it hasn't rained. Yes. In I'm the summertime. Low, yeah, because <laughs> we've set up all of this stuff. <laughs> and, and it's not happening. Then, then when it did rain, it didn't rain enough. It didn't rain enough, yeah. It doesn't rain enough when it does rain. Which is weird when you're saying that for Ireland. I can't believe it. But just, just to get back to the taste thing. So yeah. I, I, last year last year I didn't really... I thought the tomatoes that were left out outdoors were nicer than the ones in the polytunnel. Now, only last night we tasted... The, the tomatoes are starting to be... They're starting to turn ready now. And we've tasted them in the polytunnel and they were absolutely exceptional. Oh. So they're deadly. They're really so recommended are. rather than just your normal tap water is actually. In, I, I in think that's to... a factor, and it. it's not yeah. anything. It's the year that it gives you. It's not. It's it's one of the factors that you can, you can try and sort out yourself. Otherwise, like you can't do anything about Mother Nature. And mm. Mother Nature is Mother Nature, but you can try your your own way to, you know, make it to your own liking. Make it as good as it can. We have emptied the boats a few times of the water. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, you know. And it is good. And plus then, with the houses being buried, we're actually feeding the roots 
so the roots are getting the full amount of water mm. where if you're, if you're using the tap or the hose you're just doing the soil right and you're also in danger of giving, Over. giving the plant sunburn no right so if, oh. you, if you're wetting the leaves all the time this is a good tip that we've learned over the years if you're wetting the leaves of any plants and it's a really sunny day they, if they, any water that stays on them if it's a really sunny day the water will basically boil and scorch the plants wow. and scorch okay. the leaves and I then never the leaves won't be able to do its photosynthesis yeah. and torn so so it's you know it's better off to be not, not watering the leaves if you can try to avoid watering the leaves in daytime or in sunlight mm. if it's a grey day fine yeah but if it's if it's a really sunny day try not to water your leaves that's a vital tip. Plants get sunburned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we but did not know. It happens the opposite way is in winter, if you're growing stuff in winter as well, if you're spraying it on and it's really, really cold at night, it can freeze the plant. Freeze, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. It kills the plant off. They're fussy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to talk to them. They're delicate. They're very <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> yeah. And what else have you got going on apart from the very sensitive tomatoes that you've finally perfected? Tomato, sunflower, edamani, rocket loop, and spinach, herbs, chili, cucumber, courgette, corn, cabbage, lettuce. Everything. <laughs> chives. Chives. Onions. Garlic. Did I say garlic? No. no. So, a bit yeah. of everything. Uh, Anton, uh, I, I, you can eat. But yeah. Cauliflower. Cauliflower, uh, Broccoli. Yeah. The whole lot. We try, what I do say, if you put it in the ground and it grows, great. If yeah. it doesn't grow, then tough luck. And then, then you're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen. We it have, doesn't happen. We're doing well with the lettuce as well this year again. We don't see no lettuce is probably one of the easiest to grow. So right. you, can, you can grow that in a little. If you're living in a, uh, if you're living in like a, an apartment, apartment. And you haven't got any back garden, you can just put up on your windowsill. Amazing. And, grow real, real. and you can just there's lettuce where you can just pick and it'll regrow the same plant. So you can actually if you go over to the likes of Littles now, you actually buy the lettuce and it has the, the, oh, okay. the soil on it. Where you can plant it and you just pick it and it'll regrow all the time. That's amazing. And is there anything else that you would kind of advise people if they didn't have a lot of space? What else is good for oh, if anything, they don't have space? Like, like any, any, like pots, anything. Yeah. Buckets, anything at all. If you can make a few holes in them as well yeah. for to let the rain or, or to let yeah. the water through it so mm. you don't drown the rain. I was actually in B&Q there, it was the last year, and a woman, I was buying pots and a woman asked me, he said, do you live, do you not have a back garden? I said, I do. I said, this is just uh, for the house. I says, well, I buy buckets instead of pots and the bucket the, I think the, the pots were I think they were seven euro each I think I had three of them and the girl had about 20 buckets wow and they're 150 each I says I use these as my pots yeah so the difference in price is the same thing drill a few holes in the bottom yeah and there so yeah you can grow them on anything you can grow them in shoes <laughs> same people Old yeah, boots. No, fill I'm... the old boots with soil and put. Well, okay, filling your boots with soil, not something, <laughs> not something growing out your foot. That's no, not no, what no, we're no, talking no, about. No. So anything you grow it in anything at all. Uh, and what would you recommend though? Like if someone is starting off, maybe like and they want to grow peas. their own vegetables. Okay. Well, I'm just going by my own experience. Um, actually, my own experience is I grew carrots first really well in around 2009. And that was the last time I've grown really well carrots. I just, I coursed with carrots. Yeah. I was not bad at carrots now, but peas is my go-to. You could throw a pea anywhere, mm. just throw them down and they grow yeah. no matter what. Peas, lettuce, onions. Because you can buy the onions, you can buy them in, if you want them in a, a seed, or you can buy them as in shallots. A small ball, a small bulb, yeah. And they grow up. But then... And like that. Tomatoes are fairly easy as well. You can get different varieties of tomatoes. They sound temperamental when you're talking no, about them. Which ones. You can get ones that do grow outside and they're hardy. Like okay. You can just put them down and they grow. If the likes, what we're doing, we're growing, you have to feed them up like a, a lion. 
and you have to keep snipping them off because they grow like a bush. They're basically, a, they're not a weed, but they grow like a weed. They mm. just grow out yeah. and grow bushy. So you have to keep trimming them back. So all the nutrition and all the water is going to the fruit. Okay. And the fruit being the little yellow flowers that are on your tomato plant. Um, and if it basically, when they're, when they're established and they're grown out and they're grown out, if you can keep snipping away anything that doesn't have a flower on it, not everything, but mm. just it's a balance of, because you do need the leaves again for photosynthesis to, to, to make the, plat- the, the, the plant torn and work. But the yellow flowers are the, um, what's going to be the tomatoes. Right. And like you were saying there about not having great success with carrots, it's a, a trial and error kind of thing. So I suppose for people that just don't think, like if they have a bit of a failure, it happens basically. And yeah. like move on or do like something last else. Year, last year with carrots, I didn't have any carrots last year because they all died. For some reason, I don't know why. Mm. Uh, but it's just that thing. And then with cauliflower, cauliflower is really hard to grow. Okay. Uh, I think it was three years ago, really well, last year. Not so good. This year, I don't think it's going to be any use either. I just don't know. It's why. the same with, with 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 apple trees and stuff you see around. Like some, yeah. some year, some years are really good for apples. Some are not. Okay. Like some years are really good for everything, and some are not. Yeah. It's it's just the whole. That's what I said about. You can't do anything about mother nature. You yeah. just have to work with the with, the, with the factors you're you're giving. You know. And it's to work with the soil as well each year. Like people, yeah. you have to rotate as well you know what I mean some people might just put tomatoes in one spot year after year that's not good for the soil okay. so you change them over and if, if, you, if you have the space kind of leave one like allotment free right each year let it rest and let it rest the last year my allotment wasn't great it grew a few things but it wasn't great but this year I looked at well during the winter I looked after and this year it's blooming like now so. let it go fallow basically yeah. Yeah, yeah. like um, Glastonbury one, one thing that we really worked on um, Dave was again being the 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 better at this is uh, encouraging the bees into the garden. Right, because we're talking about you know Mother Nature doing yeah. what Mother Nature wants to do, and you generally will be dealing with stuff like insects wise like that. So what like bees are very on a lot of people's minds at the moment, uh, but also because just environmentally yeah. now we're being told that you know we have to protect the bees and yeah. Yeah. you know so what are you doing there See, to a encourage lot of, a lot of people the think bees? bees sting you. Bees yeah. don't sting you unless you have you have to. Okay. Only one sting. Wasps will always sting you. Yeah. They're aggressive. So and like that bees, honeybees, normal bumblebees will not sting you. Okay. Unless you sit on them or you do something like that. So I'm at there building a, a bee hotel or a bee hoy oh that's a hoy. <laughs> hostel. Bee hotel. Bee hostel. <laughs> an air B and B as they call it. <laughs> uh, out the back. So I made out four or five pallets. Uh it's just pallets and then I've put bricks in it, I've put slates in it, I've drilled holes, branches, everything, so they can just go into it. Now, we were looking at it last night and we think there's two or three bumblebees gone in and that they're making okay. home. So, it's starting to work. Uh, maybe next year it'll get a bit more. Expensive. And like when you're, for just for people that are, you know, maybe considering doing something like that, um, you just leave them alone right leave basically alone. yeah <laughs> bees are advice bees, bees like pollinate everything so bees go from plant to plant with the pollen on mm. them, and that's how the, the the plants get pollinated so if you know bees you won't pollinate and you won't get any fruit flowers okay. or fruit so that's the problem so bees are good just the wasps are the angry ones if you can get rid of wasps perfect and where are, the wasps are not would they be attracted to coming into no, that they be, no they be attracted to the likes of 
they'd be attracted to more, like sugary kind of things. Okay. Know, if there's any bins out. You ever notice that you're when you're when you're if you're out drinking in a beer garden yeah. in the summer and if you're drinking cider, cider. especially yeah. or orange or coke, yeah. they they sugar they want the sugar. Okay. So. So yeah, but beers and there's different like the wasp yellow and black. If you see yellow and black, it's usually bad. Yeah, and, and they're kind of small. They're smaller, definitely smaller yeah, and yeah, pointier. Yeah. Any kind of fluffier <laughs> kind of ones are there to be us. Yeah. There's, there's like. There's a, a honeybee which would be similar, very similar to the size of a wasp. I don't okay. like a wasp, but it's darker. The, the the bright yellow and black are kind of the bad ones. Right. Yeah. So watch out for them. Yeah. Definitely. And with all everything that you're growing, what are we doing then? What are you doing with everything you grow? Are you, well, is it going back into the cafe or what are we doing with it? Some of it is. Um, we're not big enough. We're, honestly, we're not big enough yet to supply be, yeah, completely yeah, supply like, the cafe. I, I dropped in a bit of lettuce the other day to Karen, and she actually laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I says, Karen, would you not just put that on the blackboard that we're growing our own lettuce? And she was like, <laughs> and it was literally a handful. Okay. So, no, I, I, I only realised that after he said it, I went, yeah, maybe that's not a good. Mm. I need to give her a box of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. She, we'd have to probably see what she goes through each day or each week. Yeah, and then yeah. Kind of make have an allotment over there for the cafe. Right. But we do have herbs. Um, we, like we've all the rosemary you want, we've all the mint you want, we've all the um, parsley you want, to, and thyme. So right. I know most of them would be like I did, or not. I'd, uh, most of them would be usually a winter thing. Like I, when I see thyme, I see stew. Stew, yeah. Yeah, but chicken and thyme, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like for so. our barbecues, we've made sauces and stuff. Great, out and mint, mint is like Mojito. beautiful. I like that's where the brain goes. You said it before I even got a chance. Great for like barbecues and like yeah. sitting outside for like on the summer. I bought a bottle of Bacardi once just because I had loads of mint, mint growing. <laughs> <laughs> But mint is also nice in water. Let's just say mint and yeah. lemon. Yeah. If you're so wanting to drink we water, do, we've made our own sauces for our barbecues and stuff like that. Yeah. So there is a view to try and have the cafe be as sustainable as it can in that way. We're trying. To supply we're trying. It. Yeah. It's just we, we, we're, we're going to need to. We need to just maybe have a, a clearer vision of it, and just to, like next year, every year where we are getting it's expanding. It. Yeah. Like yeah. So. And for people that um, can they get involved in the allotments themselves? Is there a space there for anybody else? Yeah, or? there's bits of space. Um, there's a couple of people coming and going, um, and and there is space. So I think if you contact the centre, mm. um, there was there was recently only last week a new guy um, was in there. Yeah. So he has he has a plot and he he's in straight away and he and he laid out stuff. Now I wouldn't say I, th- I think now seasonally it's too late now. Yeah. You want to be in there in March. March. April. Yeah. And and April at the latest. Now, if you re- we didn't really have a spring this year, did we? So people are always welcome down. Anyway, they can come down. And like view even and just come down and check yeah. it out and ask if you ask, ask any questions. Plants, yeah. As I said, they can put them. I reckon we've about a thousand sunflowers in the gar- in the centre. Wow. No, that's a lie. About okay. eight hundred uh, in the in the in the back garden between yeah. James's uh, greenhouse and we have a greenhouse wall we've built or a greenhouse a sunflower wall. Beautiful. And um, we've built, so there's just sunflowers everywhere. Now, they're not, they haven't uh, opened up yet, mm. but they're on the way. And what's their time of year to kind of open up, really? July. Is it July? July. Yeah. July, yeah. August. Yeah. July, August, I'm yeah. getting that. And, and there does be five and six sunflowers growing at a time on one wow. plant. It depends on, there's different varieties of them. Yeah. But there's the really tall ones that go to 14 foot. Also, with the veg as well, then, I remember a few years ago, we haven't sprouts. Okay. Oh, yes. Christmas. We done really well with sprouts about two, three, yeah, three, three years, years ago. ago. 
and we supplied, I think it was about 17 houses in the flats. Yeah. Amazing. We just like, had to get rid of it. was Christmas. We were breaking up for our Christmas <laughs> break and there was just thousands of sprouts out in there. So I think it was 17 flats. We went around in the minibus and fed You were like the Santa of sprouts. Spranta. There you go. Then last year was brutal with sprouts, but this year looks good again, so... And sprouts are having a moment, so you can do anything with them, put them with bacon, roast them, do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever yeah. way Nigella tells you. It's <laughs> always good. <laughs> but if you do want to get in touch and you do think that you would like to come down and have a look, um, our email address you can contact us here. It's rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio2020 at gmail.com. Um, thanks very much or for coming just in. just pop in and ask for Dave and Dylan. Exactly. Yeah, no, and just call in and have a look and have a wander and yeah. ask any questions there that you might have. Yeah, absolutely. Any experts out there could come down. Yeah, and uh, don't stand with your back to the moon planting. (laughs) That's just one more tip for you all out there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a million. Thanks, Jim. You're listening to Rick Radio's Community News Desk podcast. Come and join us at our Retro Cafe. Open weekdays from 10 until 2 here in the community centre. Come and check out our Karen's culinary delights. Hello, I'm Louise Whelan. Joining me to discuss the Rings End Festival of Football are Keith O'Brien and Charlie Bowden. Lad, you're very welcome to the podcast. This is the second festival of football. How have preparations been going? Go for it, Keith. Go ahead. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, we learned a lot from last year. Um, last year was our first festival. Um, ourselves at Cambridge have run many a successful mini World Cup for the kids. But we had an idea, myself and Charlie, we got together one night over a jar and uh, come up with the idea of including everybody, not just kids, but um, adults, um, kids of all abilities, all skill levels, um, kids with disabilities, kids with special needs and older adults as well that want to get involved in playing football. So we bounced a few ideas off each other and uh, that's where it started from. And this year it's gone great so far. It's been brilliant. And it's, you know, even this year, you know, building on last year, the amount of different groups now have got involved. You know, so we, you, there was groups that weren't involved or weren't even formed last year now have come yeah. on board. You know, the groups that are looking after all the disabilities and all. And it's, I, I, I'll actually challenge anybody in the country to see what we're actually doing. I don't think, you, I don't think the World Cup, the Olympics or anything does what we're doing today. Over one week of football, five days of football, we're touching every part of the community from young to old everything in between, all the disabilities. And I, I honestly got it, I'll put it out there, I know it could be wrong, but yeah. I don't think there's anywhere in the country, maybe in Europe, is doing what we do over one week. And it's still to, it's still to people getting out there, their backsides and coming down and getting involved and coming up with ideas. And, and same with uh, what we need now is the players to get involved, the participants. So, um, I think, what, what have we got kids size? At the moment, we have about 250 kids uh, from the local wow. area registered. We have 100 kids um, from the, the DDSL uh, Football for All group. Um, that's uh, mainly kids with autism and k- kids with uh, neurodiversity issues. Yeah. Um, and then we have we have four, three groups, uh, Cerebral Palsy Ireland, Amputee Football Ireland and Frame Football Ireland. Uh, they're coming and we, we do a... In the middle of the finals day on the Saturday, we do a day play matches together and they win medals and they have goodie bags and they get fed. And I spoke to a few parents after last year. It gives them a place to play. Like yeah. you know, um, it's I, I, as Charlie said. I think it's the most inclusive event in the country, uh, sporting wise. I don't think there's anything like it. Um, I think participants wise this year we'll have 
upwards of six six to eight hundred uh, participants, plus wow. another couple of hundred volunteers, and then parents and everyone. We're over reaching over a thousand people. And that's and week. that's on top of all that. Now we have young ladies who are competing with the the, the young lads. Then we have the senior ladies. Um, we've in the legends game. It then includes senior men and senior women. When I say senior women, over twenty five for the senior women okay. and over thirty five for the senior men. Um, and they're all going to play against each other. So it's it's there isn't uh, if we're, we're missing somebody, somebody tell us. But at the moment, I think we're capturing capturing everything, and including as he said, Jordan O'Week does walking football for people who want to just get out and about. This is not about winning things or anything else. This is yeah. getting people. It, it probably comes from Keith's idea originally with COVID, and people locked up. I said he'll tell you the story about his young lad last year, and. You know, it's just like cage lions just wanting to get out. Now we're building on this now, you yeah. know. And we got to get great support from all the community, but Google now have given us something that can we, we can actually make it a dream happen, as Keita says before. And with the backing of them and a couple of others, I think we can make this even bigger again. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's been really, uh, it's been a community-led led event with uh, all the groups in the community. like We've been running stuff like this in the community, but having Google come in with funding has been able us to run yeah. a bigger event and make the event more inclusive. Brilliant. Have people come up from the country. like we, we've, we Kids that travelled from as far afield as Cork last year um, from the Amputee Football League. Um, so that has enabled us to be able to lay on a day with hot food when they arrive, um, free teas and coffees, free drinks, goodie bags for all the kids medals for all participants um, and uh, this year to add on to it something we missed out on last year just by sheer unlucky unluck, um, the, the company we were trying to get to have inflatables and stuff for the kids for a big fun day for a family fun day just didn't happen last year something fell through the cracks but this year it's going to be a big part of the finals day we're going to have a big family fun day there's going to be markets with local uh, people selling goods uh, Thomas Gregg is going to be having a poetry oh, stand and um, We've a few Maraid is uh Maraid is that as she's involved with the like sort of physio and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it, it's we're giving also people in the area a chance to say, Look, here I am, hmm. here's what I do. You know, people just mightn't know it and you know, so it's a, it's an opportunity. As he said, the, the village is there, we're gonna call it the what do we call it? The um the fan zone. Fan zone, yeah. yeah. I think the fan zone is going to be the bouncy castles and the slides and all the bits and pieces of cover this field is gonna be there. The markets, the bits, you know, so it's it's not just about football. Yeah. It's about the area showing itself. But going back on, on the Google side of things, I think Google have been dying for this. I think they've been crying out for this to get a part of the community. You know, it, is, it sort of has been the people in the big block over there. You know, now they, and yeah. they've dived in, they're giving us support, they're coming down with, with uh, helpers and people want to get involved. So, you know, we're open. You know, and we're willing to listen to anybody who wants to help out. So, you know, and if there's anybody else out there who wants to give us a dig out, we're more than welcome to come down and give us a help. Definitely, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Where is it on? It's on in the uh, Rings and Park. Uh, the, the focus of the whole event will be what well, from Monday to Thursday. It will be uh, held in the beside the small astro in the park. So that we'll have five pitches set up, five, uh, five and seven aside pitches, and we'll have. Uh, We'll have um it starts on Monday the fourth of July. Um so from Monday to Thursday, from approximately six to eight PM each day, okay. that's when the, the kids in the adult section will run. And then on the finals day, um 
We'll have a full schedule done up next week. Yeah, we break uh, for Friday. Week. So we yeah. we were the the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yeah. Off on the eighth, and we're back down in on the ninth for the finals day. And then the finals day is it's a f- complete day of football. Yeah. Right. And everything else. Uh, um there's even We've got the men's shed involved, and they're out there building a board where you stick your head in and you get sponges. Oh, yeah. So it's a manager's. Players can get their, yeah. their own back yeah. on their own. Managers <laughs> were giving out to them during the year, you know. So. And we have a couple of charity partners again this year. Last year, we were able to raise €1,000 through the festival for the Children's Health Foundation in Temple Street. And this year, we have uh, two charities, one a local charity and one a national charity. Uh, the local charity is in neurodiversity. Yeah, he'll be great help now that themselves now. They, they, yeah. They've really gone involved. And then the national charity is Jigsaw Youth Mental Health, who, who, who are a big part of uh, Cambridge. We, we have them, we have it in a way jersey, and we got a Jigsaw because we want to raise some uh, much needed uh, awareness of youth mental health. So um, that's our two charity partners, I and mean, we'll be collecting money throughout the week, and, and both clubs will be making a small donation as well Absolutely. at the end of the festival. Brilliant. So, and can teams still enter now? Yes, the the, um, the children's section closed for online registration yesterday, right. which was Sunday. Um, this week, because the adult section does be slow, we've only a couple of adults teams registered at the minute, but they're always slow. Last year was the day before the festival, and we got 12 or 14 yeah. teams registered. Mm-hmm. So you will be able to register an adult team right up to a couple of days beforehand, so up till, say, this Friday or Saturday. Okay. Um, if you speak to any member of the organising, myself, Charlie, Casso, mainly the CY lads are looking after the, the adult side, but come here, if anyone wants to talk to myself or, or David Cassidy or anyone from... So it's, it's, it's a five-a-side, so it's seven players, it's five-a-side with two subs. Um, it's a 10 euro, it's 10 euro head, um, so it's 70 euro for a pair team. Um, if anybody wants that doesn't have a team, they can register as an individual and we okay. can get, put them into a team or if teams want to register as themselves. We're going to put this out as well to the local pubs as well. And we're asking all the pubs in the area to sponsor a team and maybe their locals will play in the competitions. It's a great idea. Right, so, well, lads, that's brilliant. Thanks so much for coming in to tell us about the festival and good luck with the week. It sounds amazing. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Louise. You're welcome. That's all from the Community News Desk this week. My thanks to our guests, Dylan Clayton, Dave Donnelly, Keith O'Brien and Charlie Bowden. And also special thanks to Louise Whelan from News 4. As always, thanks to Dylan on sound and Giacomo. If you would like to send us any information about events that are taking place or if you have any news or information yourself, please email us at rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's rickradio2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, but please just allow two weeks in advance uh, as this is a pre-recorded podcast. It's not live. From myself, Jennifer Gannon, have a great week. Stay safe and I'll talk to you again on Monday.